Hey guys, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley and I am so excited that you are here joining me for this episode of the podcast. Last week, we kicked off season three with two of my favorite people, pastors Todd and Becca Caroline of Liberty Church Downtown. If you have not listened to their episode, please go do so. They have so much wisdom to share about leadership and what it's like serving the local church. Before introducing our guest for this week, I want to draw your attention to the song that you are listening to in the background. This is Lifted by Lily Gray from her latest album, It's All Beautiful, right here. I would love for you guys to go listen to her music. You can find her on social media at Lily Gray, or you can go to her website, lilygaray.com. And her last name is spelled G-A-R. A-Y. So that's Lily, like the flower, and then gray. Okay, you guys know how I love to read the Bible. It is one of my passions, and I believe we should be in it every single day. Well, I found a friend who I absolutely am hardcore fangirling over. Number one, because she wrote a book, and I think people who write books are absolutely amazing. But also, she studies scripture like no other. She actually wrote a book called It Is Written, Daily Truth to Face the Lies We Battle. It's a devo to help you find scriptures to overcome the lies in your everyday life. You know, has someone ever told you that you're not good enough? Maybe you felt the weight of anxiety or felt hopeless. Well, God's word has a truth for every situation. And in this book by my friend, Courtney Hope Wilson, who you're going to be hearing from today, she helps you walk through that. So Courtney is a millennial writer with a passion for leading leaders, developing dreams in this generation and helping others live out their God-given purpose. On this episode of Still With You, I had the opportunity to speak with Courtney about it is written and why it is so important that we take time in our daily lives to study God's word. It is better than a cute bottle of life water, (laughs) which I do love life water, but the word of God is even more essential. Courtney is the kind of friend that you can find with a coffee in her hand and turning every day into an adventure. She is the dream to make a difference for this world one day at a time. I'm beyond thankful to have her in my corner and for this opportunity to share this conversation with you guys. So please welcome to Still With You, my amazing friend, author, speaker, writer, creative genius, Courtney Hope Wilson. Courtney, welcome to Still With You. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I was actually just in your neighborhood last weekend, Birmingham. You live in Birmingham, right? Yes, I do. How long have you been living there? So I've lived here for the past five years. Uh, I've moved here right after I graduated from college, but I'm actually about to move on in the next three weeks. I'm about to move to Cincinnati, Ohio. Labor Day weekend, that's where I grew up until uh, around middle school. So I'm moving back up there to be closer to family and friends and also to help be part of a ministry up there in a church plant that launched in the past year. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So what brought you to Birmingham? Uh, when I graduated, I was looking for jobs. I was actually looking for jobs in Nashville because I really love Nashville and just wanted to be back in a big city. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great city. I was just like praying about like where I was supposed to be and I was only looking for jobs in Nashville, but I had always like my dream job was always to work for Southern Living when I was in high school. By chance, I looked at Time Inc. just to see like what they available that I had interned in Birmingham during college just because it's an hour from Tuscaloosa. So it was a really easy like, you know, next largest city to go and intern in. And I had some um, connections here. 
So someone had reached out to me and kind of got Birmingham back on my radar. They say like whenever you apply to jobs online, it's like kind of like a black hole. Unless you know somebody, it's really hard to get in. Yeah. And I was just like, well, like whatever your will is, really cool if I could work here. And so I just like submitted my resume. And within like two or three weeks, like I got an interview and ended up getting the job. And so I worked at, it's called Oxmoor House Publishing. It's the cookbook side of Southern Living. So I worked there as my first job out of college for about a year. The place that I had interned at during college, it's a bank, I interned in their marketing department. And so I've been, they recruited me back over. So I've been working uh, at that financial institute for the last almost five years now. It's, I just hit my four-year mark in May. So I've been in different positions there from project managing, and now I'm a marketing content strategist. I'll actually be keeping my job whenever I move to Cincinnati and working from home, which is really awesome that they're letting me do that. That's impressive of like how you just, you went, saw something and you just absolutely went for it. I love that kind of spirit. How we got to know each other was I actually found your book through Instagram. It is written. I kind of stalked you a little bit online. So you wrote, it is written, but you've also been doing a bunch of other projects with the Trailblazers Journal, Little Creative Company, talking about your mm-hmm. your career experience. How did that start for you? What have you always been where you've had that spirit of entrepreneurial work, writing, speaking, creative communications? How did that begin? Well, I've always loved writing. Ever since I was a kid, I loved to write. And I was in like fourth and fifth grade. One of the projects that we had in the gifted class I was in was to write a book. And it was like a kid's book. So we wrote, I think I wrote, it's kind of funny, called Holiday Town. (laughs) And it was like a little kid's book. It had illustrations. I'm pretty sure it's still at my mom's house somewhere. But we had to write it and edit it and then illustrate it ourselves. And then our teacher got it like bound for us. That was really fun as a kid to be able to to write uh, little storybooks. It was very short, but it was fun. So yeah, I've always loved writing. And then in high school, I had a few um, speaking opportunities when I ran for vice president and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I've always kind of been, I guess, a go-getter and just love doing things to make a difference. I've always kind of had that heart to do something that would make a difference. I grew up in church, but I really didn't you know, know Jesus like I should with a personal relationship towards the end of college. So at the end of college, someone had invited me to the church I go to currently called Church of the Highlands. Yes, we're such a big fan of them here in Pensacola. We're an ARC church, and so we love Pastor Chris Hodges. And yeah, I've had friends who've gone to um, Highlands College. I did go to a semester of Highlands College. It's an incredible, incredible program. I definitely recommend it. But for the evening program, uh, it just wasn't working with my schedule. But I do want to get my master's in either theology or evangelism and leadership someday. But just right now, I'm still focusing on paying my current student loans off. So I'm trying to wait to get that until I've got my current student loans paid off. I love Highlands College. I think it's a great program. I think that anybody who is interested in, you know, church leadership or anything like that. It's a really great, really great program and training ground. So yeah, someone invited me to one, one Tuscaloosa. I had just been kind of searching because when I was in high school, I kind of got hurt by the church. Some things happened that caused me to walk away from church and a little bit from God because I just was like, okay, how could this happen? If you're God, like, how could you let this happen? But what I didn't realize is there's also a very real enemy who's out to still kill and destroy. And we all, all have free will and there, and people are human and, you know, make mistakes and do things that hurt people. I had walked away for probably about seven years. I like went to church here and there during college, but really 
was just kind of feeling lost. A girl I worked with invited me to church at um, Church of the Highlands, and I just walked in and it felt so different. Everybody was so full of joy. I could just see the smile on their faces was genuine. I felt immediately like I belonged, and I could just tell that this was like totally different. It was a real relationship and not just religion. At that point, it was like, okay, God, like I want to give this a try again. Whatever you have for me, like I'm all in this time. Got involved in small groups. I moved to Birmingham and was able to still go to Church of the Highlands. The main campus is here in Birmingham. Got involved and actually served the next year. So that was like 2014. And then in 2015, I served at Motion Conference because I was no longer a student, so I couldn't attend as a student, but I was able to serve through my church. I remember Christine Kane was speaking and she was talking about King David and she was talking about, I think she's given this message Mm -hmm. a few times in different places, but basically um, she talks about like the dark room and like how pictures are developed and that if the light that's on us is greater than the light that's within us, it'll destroy us. Something clicked. I just felt called to ministry and felt called to speak and write and do some different things for God. Kind of freaked me out because I had never experienced that before. I was just like, okay, God, like, are you sure? Like, I don't really know. Like, you know, my past, like, you know, that I'm not perfect, that I've messed up a lot in college and high school and all this different kind of stuff. And I just was like, okay, God, like if this is what you have for me, then I'm saying yes. And I'll like figure out what to do. I just kind of started like looking at different options. I had already had a blog at that point because in college, just with wanting to work for Southern Living and places like that, I had a blog and part of our project in college was to start a blog. And so I just kind of had used it as a class project slash Mm -hmm. an outlet to write. I wrote more like uplifting stuff at the time, but none of it was really technically like Christian stuff. And so then okay, maybe I can like use this for God and like to bring him glory. I changed it. And at the time it was called Coffee and Blessings. That was the first name of the blog. And so I started doing that and just started putting myself out there and just started posting stuff and just trusting that God would help it get where it needed to go. And then after like a year or two of having Coffee and Blessings, um, I was supposed to go on a mission trip to New York City to do some inner city work. There was a blizzard that hit, so we didn't get to go to New York. We ended up going to Nashville, funny enough, to work with refugees there. Before we got to Nashville, we took a missions class where um, it's called Perspectives. I think they have it like all over the U.S. Is that with Global International? So, yeah, it's like a... Our church hosted it here, but it's not through my church. It's I think it's like a organization all over the place, but it's it's like a class you can take. I don't know how many weeks. That class is so hard. My friend Tiffany, she actually just went through that class and she said it was equivalent to a college course where she had a final project. But we have a Globe International office about oh, five miles from where I live. And it's it's pretty amazing how they oh, equip so missionaries. Cool. So yes, I, I am familiar with perspectives. I actually wonder if I'll take that in the future. I haven't really felt the press to do that yet, but it's definitely available to me if God gives me the go ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was the one class that we, we just happened to go to it because they invited us since they were like, we're not really sure what to do with you guys since your plane's not flying out and we are not sure where we're sending you guys yet. So we were kind of in limbo and they're like, well, let's just take you to this missions class. And a guy from Nepal spoke and he kept talking about being pioneers of faith. And it just really resonated with me. So we went to Nashville and it was an incredible trip. And after that, I just kept praying. I was like, okay, God, like what direction do you want this to go in? Like for the blog, I want it to be what you want it to be and all of that. And I want it to make a difference. I just kept like hanging on to that word pioneer. And then I looked up synonyms 
or pioneer and the word trailblazer just kind of jumped off the page at me. So I just spent some time praying about it and just and realized like, okay, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. So then I rebranded the blog and kind of turned it into an online ministry with the Trailblazer journals as a place to encourage women and and really anybody. It doesn't just have to be women to be trailblazers right where they they are. Because essentially, you know, we are called to make a difference. And a lot of the heart behind that came from Esther and how the story of Esther talks about being here for such a time as this. And I believe that our generation, you know, called to make a difference. And there's a reason there's so many of us as millennials and the Gen Z and all of that. That's right. Yeah. We're a huge population and there's such an attack on our generation. And I think that God's called us to make a difference and to step up. And so that's really my heart behind the Trailblazer journals is to equip and encourage people as well as show them that real people can do this. Kind of one of uh, the taglines is real people poised for purpose, because I really believe that like, if it it can be, it doesn't matter if you're a stay at home mom, it doesn't matter if you are a college student, if you uh, feel called to be in corporate America or feel called to ministry, like we can all make a difference right where we're at. And we all have a purpose. Um, And so part of my heart with that is really just engraving leadership in people, helping them reach their full potential and just to realize that they have potential. Because I think growing up, I, I knew that I had potential, but I guess I like listened to a lot of lies about what all I do with my life or like what I was gifted in or like doubting myself or letting insecurity rule. Once I like had that freedom and overcame a lot of those things, I realized like, oh, like I can actually do something. So, um, so yeah, so that was really the heart behind the trailblazer journals. And that's how that got started. I, I guess I just have had that spirit in me to just be a little bit of entrepreneur, but just kind of not afraid to try things and jump right in there as much as I can. And being a natural gifted writer along with that business-minded strategic mindset that you have, like you can write really well and you know how to unlock the hearts of people through the power of God. I will definitely say that I have been reading your work and it's definitely helped me during some times when honestly, I just needed the rawness of the gospel. I think that that's one of the ways that you write is that you're unafraid to say the truth. It's getting back almost to the basic of what the scripture is about. You know, it, your book, it is written, it says daily truth to face the lies we battle. In reading some of your work, even through the Trailblazers journal, it, it's all about that. So I'm curious, like, how do you stay inspired when you are digging into scripture and generating new ideas for trailblazers. And even as you're in the process of writing, I don't know if you're in the process of writing another book, but how do you do that? I think that that's, that's a really good point that you're making about like, it is, it can be really hard. It can be really difficult, especially if you are like a writer, if anybody out there is a writer, sometimes it can feel like you are putting all this energy into what you're writing to put out there for people for content and stuff like that, that like when it comes time to your own time alone with God, that it can feel a bit dry at times. And something that somebody told me that's so important, whenever I study the word to write for something like that's not, that doesn't suffice as just my, my time with God for the day. Like 
if I, whenever I was writing the book, that was something really important that people told me was like, okay, just because you're writing about scripture and you're reading so much scripture to put into this book and digest, you need to have your own alone time with God and time where it's just your private time with him, where it's nothing to do with the book or the project you're working on. It's just between you and God. And so that's been a game changer for me, making sure that I kind of separate the two because God will lay things on my heart or I will, you know, sense that I'm supposed to write about certain things. I kind of have figured out like when things are for just for me and my heart and like when things are for me to share. But it is, it's important to find different ways to get creative with reading the word, whether it's, you know, doing a devotional or finding a new Bible study to do, changing the time of day of when you do it or like having the Bible read to you, you know, through the Bible app, it'll do that. So it's just important to find ways to keep it fresh. A lot of things that changed it for me was kind of better understanding how to read the word, not that there's a right or wrong way. I think when you understand just how much depth and different things there are in the word, it can become a lot more interesting when you realize like it's not just words on a paper, but it's it's living and it's alive. Yeah. And I think it depends too. I mean, we're all humans and sometimes we're just not in the mood where we feel like reading. Um, So I think that's where like sometimes devotionals can be more helpful because it kind of breaks, it helps break it down for us into bite-sized pieces. That was really my goal too with my book to help people with that because it was really difficult for me at first, especially like coming into my relationship with God where I had kind of been out of practice for a while and I had not been, I had viewed it more religiously than relationally and not realizing that like God speaks through his word and just thinking it's just words on paper. That really helped. And that was really my heart too with the book was to kind of break it down in a way that helped people understand like, oh, maybe if I look at scripture this way too, then it can come more alive for me as well. I try to keep it fresh in that way and just in being disciplined, not legalistic, but disciplined and making sure I read, um, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, you know, reading like a one year Bible app or something like that, just to make sure that even if it's just one line of scripture, I can chew on that all day and like think about it and stuff like that and just become in practice with it. Because honestly, the more we put the word into our hearts, the like more it gets hidden in our hearts and, and comes becomes helpful. That's right. Yeah. I like to compare it often to if you think about, and this may be close to him for you, but like soldiers, they train with their weapons. They go to boot camp and they work really hard to learn how to use the weapons that they've been given. It doesn't just come naturally. You don't just wake up one day and know exactly how to use the weapon you've been given. Um, but if you train with it, then when the battle comes, then you know you don't have to think twice. You can react exactly how you're supposed to with the weapon that you've been trained to use. And the Bible Scripture is a weapon. It's called a double-edged sword in Scripture. We go into practice and read the Word and get it down in our hearts. Then whenever those battles come and face us, or if we're having a day where things are just a bit harder, we're not sure what to think or do, or maybe we face a lie, we automatically know what that Scripture is because 
oftentimes I think like people say, you know, yeah, just fight lies with scripture. And yeah. that's great because I, I believe that too. But it at first, sometimes it can be like a little bit of salt in the wound if someone's like, yeah, like, I'm sorry you're going through that hard time. Just read James where it says, you know, there's joy in your trial. And you're like, I don't feel any joy right now. But like, the more you understand the word and the more it becomes made in you, the easier it is to realize, oh, I see what it's talking about. And it's less salt in the wound and more um, comforting. Hey guys, I want to interrupt my conversation with Courtney really quick to let you know that I am giving away three copies of her book, It Is Written, Daily Truth to Face the Lies We Battle. This is the book she wrote that we are talking about in this conversation, and you need to have it in your hands. I am hosting an Instagram-only giveaway. This is not at all sponsored by Instagram. Just a fun little giveaway to accompany this episode. So head over to my Instagram, at Coley Browning. You have a chance to win a copy of It Is Written. This giveaway will expire on February 4th, 2020. So you have one week to enter and it is going to be so much fun. If you want to go and support Courtney, which I highly recommend you do, there are links in the show notes for you to be able to purchase your own copy of It Is Written, or you can go on Amazon and find it. Go to her website for more information. That's CourtneyHopeWilson.com. Again, you can find all of the details for this in the show notes. So thank you guys. Let's get back to the show. It is written has felt like a faithful friend to me this summer. So I started reading it about beginning of May. I hadn't even thought about how much it would help me, especially during this time of when my brother, as you know, as I've told you, my brother just deployed to Afghanistan. There were some times when I was wrestling with that idea of him leaving things with family, high emotions. There would be times when I honestly, and I'm so ashamed to say it, but just would not want to pick up my Bible. I just didn't even feel like it. I picked Mm -hmm. up It Is Written instead. And you have such a beautiful way of the layout of the devotional where you open with a scripture and you have been so intentional in picking scripture that just is literally the heart of the Lord. Old Testament, New Testament, things that are such key verses. And then You go into devotionals, which explain the scripture, which I think is so helpful because sometimes we're exhausted and we, I need someone to help spell it out for me on what it means. Mm -hmm. And then you follow up with a prayer, which again is, is so cool for especially people who maybe are new to the language of, of praying. You know, there's no right or wrong prayer, but sometimes we just, we don't know and we need that permission to use words that we might not have been exposed to before or when we're tired and we we can't think. There's a thought section where you can write down and reflect, which I often did. I cannot tell you, Courtney, thank you so much for writing this because I just would turn to this and it just, again, it just felt like a faithful friend of walking me through some just some hard days mentioned to you that chapter seven, you know, you have hope was really kind of a time of breakthrough. I just, God picked me up right where I was sitting on my couch reading your book and just reminded me that, you know, I do not have to live in sorrow for the next nine months, you know, even dealing with stuff with my husband through the being in the service that I don't have to hang my head that, that he owns this battle and not me. And so I just cannot imagine how many other people are picking this book up and, having even greater experiences than what I have. Well, thank you. That I mean, it just means the world to know what is happening with the book because I just didn't know what 
what would happen when I released the book. All I knew is God was calling me to write it and to put it out. It's just amazing to see what happens, you know, when we're obedient to what God's calling us to do and to just know that it's doing exactly what I hoped it would and making a difference in people's lives and truly just being there for them in a time of need. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and I'm totally with you. I've had times of, you know, depression and anxiety or different things like that, or just hard times where it really is hard to pick up the word during those moments. That was really my heart too, is that this would make it easy to get the word in us, but not have to think so hard about it or not have to feel like it's a chore just to have an encouraging aspect of like, hey, here's a scripture. This is supposed to meet you and whatever you're feeling right now. And that's kind of how the book's designed. There are 10 chapters based around different sets of feelings because I was experiencing that too, where I would find myself having a hard day and Googling scripture for you know, what's scripture for love or what's scripture for insecurity and stuff. And I was like, I wish I just had a pocketbook that I could like turn to instead of having to Google it all. And then that's kind of where the idea came from was just to why not make it if you see a need. It's been really cool. Just the different stories that have been sent to me and have come to my attention about how the book has helped people. Yeah, I just never would have imagined like, who all it would reach or how people would find it. It's just been really cool too. Like even my mom has like passed the book out to a lot of people in her community. And it's been neat because like kind of like when you make something, you kind of think you know the target audience, but then it just goes so much further beyond that. So it's like, it's reached people in nursing homes who like they just felt lonely. And I love that. They didn't have anyone coming to visit them. And so like my mom had given books to them or people who lived by themselves and were older, or it was even, you know, college students who were just having a hard time in their season of life and it met them where they're at, or moms who are feeling a certain way. Um, It was really neat. A group of ladies in Atlanta, I, I didn't know any of them. Somehow they found the book and they started their own Bible study with it and like reached out to me. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is so cool. But yeah, and they like included me in their like Facebook group for it. And so I got to see like the different things that they were walking through and pray for them and really see like how the book was helping them. It makes my heart so happy just to know how God's moving and how he's using the book that that he put on my heart to write. I will be giving this to many of my friends over and over again because I think it is for the person who is new in their faith, the person who sees it in their in their faith. Again, I'll just go back to it that it is so grounded in scripture. It's just the rawness of the gospel. It is the biggest gift that we can give someone is to give them the word of God. And you're doing that through It Is Written. The tagline on the book is daily truth to face the lies we battle. So I'm curious, when you set out to write a book like this, did you face any spiritual warfare? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the book had been on my heart to write for probably, I released it last March. And so like prior to that, the like the past three years, it had been on my heart to write. And so I had just kind of been making notes of different things. But in order to write the book, they always say you have to walk through it first. And so I definitely walked through everything I wrote about in the book um, in some shape or form. Some things more than others, like insecurity and comparison was definitely a bigger one for me than some of the others. And some of the others were um, more seasonal. But yeah, I definitely faced not only spiritual warfare over those three years of just walking through and different things like that. But even, yeah, during the writing of the book, there's a lot of trials and things like that. But I'm thankful to have walked through those things so that I can 
could write the book and meet people right where they are in their season of life, just feel like a friend to them. And yeah, that really was my heart, what you were saying earlier too, meeting people, whether they're just starting their faith, maybe they don't even know God, maybe they're seasoned in their faith. It was my heart to meet them in whichever season it is and make it very easy and digestible for them to hop into the word and be encouraged where they are. Mm, I love that. Just to give people just a brief outline, of course, they need to go get it and read it. But like a brief outline is you have chapters that are like, you belong here. You have purpose. You're enough. God's got you. You're set free. You're chosen. It is amazing how each day that I would continue on in reading that it would touch on something that I was walking through, like how strategic it was. I know what you're talking about when you are in the middle of something and you're creating a project or generating something. I have not wrote a book yet, but I have had certain projects or certain ministries that I've pressed into. And it's always that setting of, are you willing to go first before you can present this to other people? And so I have to just say like, thank you so much for for sacrificing that, your time and getting through that to give this to us. And it's an amazing resource that these women would create a Bible study. I could so see it being effective in that kind of setting. And I'm curious, did you write this? Like, were you in Birmingham when you wrote this Mm -hmm. book? And like, did you retreat at all to to get this out? Or was it kind of a daily process? Or how did you work out that? So I wrote it all in Birmingham. It was kind of crazy because I was kind of in this like, season of feeling a little bit stuck where I knew that God had called me to write books and to be an author. And this idea had been in my head off and on for like three years. And and it was funny because it would always come up in conversation where I'd be getting coffee with a friend or something like that. And they'd be like, yeah, like I'm just walking through this. And I just really wish that there was like a resource for that. And I was like, I know one, <laughs> but I haven't written it yet. <laughs> like I was getting coffee with one of my friends one night. I was like, man, I'm just kind of feeling stuck and I just don't know what to do. But like, I really want to write a book. I really feel like I have to wait till I, like I have a publisher and all this stuff. I'll like have to have this huge following. And that just feels yucky because I don't like thinking about all of that because it just feels weird to feel like you have to have a following in order to like do something. And she was like, well, like, you know, our pastor always says, like, if you feel like you're not hearing God, like, go back to the last thing he told you to do. Yeah. And she was like, what was that? And I was like, it was to write this book. (laughs) I met with my mentor because she had also self-published a Bible study. And she had told me that Amazon has like a self-publishing platform and everything. Basically, from the moment I talked to her and kind of figured it all out, like, if it was going to be a financial thing or not, which it wasn't because Amazon is basically free. Like there's a few things you have to pay for, but not much. Once I figured all that out, I was kind of like, okay, well, we're going to do this. And I had a bunch of notes saved where I had written on random pieces of paper and things like that. And so I actually took um, a book writing course before I started writing this book and got a lot of help from a few different folks who were either in the book writing process or other people who are online in that space, um, whether it's like influencers or stuff like that, and just asked a lot of questions unashamedly and just said, hey, I'm trying to write a book. What advice do you have? All that kind of stuff. And then um, I just had to make some sacrifices in that season in order to get it done. I had to really be disciplined with my calendar, telling no to people if they wanted to get coffee all the time and stuff like that. Like I had to kind of limit my time away. Like I was still in community, but I had to limit how much time I was spending hanging out with people in order to get the book done. So basically I set writing goals 
and had editing goals and stuff like that that I would send to friends who were good at editing and design goals for myself because I actually designed the book and laid the whole thing out. There was a lot of planning that went into place. And I basically what I did, I didn't tell the public this, but like I for myself, I set like, okay, this is when I want it to publish. So I had to work backwards from that and set all my goals. So it was definitely a labor of love to sacrifice time and really figure out how to write a book, how to put a book together and kind of pull out some of my old things from classes of graphic design from college of like when we would lay out magazines and stuff to in order to figure out how to lay a book out. So yeah, it was quite the process, but it was really neat because I got to see what it's like to the ins and outs of book writing and all of that. And kind of, and that kind of actually launched me into starting my own business that right now is more of a side hustle, but it's something that I I want to talk about that little creative company, right? Yeah. Yes. That's what it's. So yeah. So when I published the book, I wanted to make sure that I fully owned all the rights to the book so that I could, you know, if I needed to move it to a warehouse or whatever, like I'd be able to have those creative freedoms to do whatever I want and it wouldn't be owned by anyone but me. I talked to some folks and decided, okay, like I'd always wanted to start my own business. But I was like, well, I don't know when the right time to do that is. And so I just, at that time, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do it now because I need to put this book under the LC for that business. So I went ahead and started the business and was able to um, help people periodically building website, branding and different things like that. Right now I'm kind of in a, I guess you could call like a sabbatical season with my business, but my goal with it is to create resources for people who have dreams, who are in the ministry space or whatever it may be. A lot of clients are either churches or bloggers, Christian influencers, people who have that heart to make a difference, but maybe they don't really know where to get started. And so my hope is to help them with having a great website, branding, all of those types of things and providing resources. So my hope in the future is to create more templated items where It can be kind of a one-stop shop if you're trying to start a blog or a business or a podcast or whatever it may be and be that resource for people who may not know where to go otherwise or may feel like, well, I don't feel like I can go to a large agency because I'm not quite there yet. So kind of meeting in the middle and being that resource for them. Oh my goodness. What a gift to people who have something on their heart that they cannot run from, but They know they need to do something about to know that you are there for them to use you as a resource. Little creative company, everybody, please go check that out. I've seen the work that you've done and that you're doing, and you have such a gift, not only with your words and with knowing the word of God, but also creatively and visually and graphically and through colors and through fonts. You are in your lane. You are absolutely doing such a wonderful job creating things. I love this cover. And thank you so much for making It Is Written not in like bright pink. I feel like this is such a good thing that we can give our dude friends, right? You know, <laughs> I'm sure you did that strategically, but I I, I love it. I'm like, it's just yeah. perfect for everyone. Yeah, that was my goal with the design too, is not to make it girly. I know the font can look a little girly, but my goal is to make the font look obviously written because it's called It Is Written. But yeah, my hope was that it, the design would be attractive to anybody so that it wouldn't just be for females, but for males as well. And that it would make a difference in whoever's hands it got into. 
So yeah, it's been it's been really cool just to see all the different places it's gone. One other quick story too about the book. Um, my mom had given it to a coworker, and he had recently lost his dog um, to I think it, his dog died to cancer, unfortunately. But he was just really upset about it and just was having a hard time getting over the fact that his dog had passed away, which I just, I couldn't imagine. I, my dog's getting older, but I just can't imagine for that day to come. But yeah, I walked through that last year. That was hard. Oh, I can't imagine. But he picked up my book and he really didn't understand how to pray, but because of the prayers that I had outlined, that was just really on my heart to include that because I feel like it was important that people understand that it's really not that hard to pray. It's really just a conversation with God. That's right. And so he was like, Lord, like if you could just let me see my dog one more time and just have one last moment with her, that'd be really awesome. Knowing that like I may not actually see my dog, but he was at a friend's house and walked outside uh, a few days later and the neighbor had a dog that looked exactly like his. The dog came like running over and was super friendly and the neighbor was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, she doesn't normally do that. He was like, oh, it's okay. Like, do you mind if I hold your dog or pet your dog? And they're like, no, it's fine. And the dog had the exact same name as his dog. And so it was just really cool. Oh, come on. Wow. I know a lot of the stories I told were about females, but that was an example of, of a guy who was just hurting and, you know, needed to know how to pray and took a chance and prayed a prayer and God answered. And it was just really neat. So that really helped him in healing and being able to cope with losing such a close family pet. If he would have not read It Is Written, he might have never known that hope that that we we so cling to. And you gave him the language of how to get started in his, not learning, but just praying, his journey of praying and figuring out his relationship with God and just letting God love on him. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. That brings tears to my eyes. I know. Every time it gets me chills. It's just, it's not one of my favorite stories. And that's why I just, I love love hearing stories of of how it's helped people, not for me, but just to know that God's moving just because, you know, sometimes you put things out there and you may not ever get to see the fruit of it, but it's really neat when you do get to see the fruit to know that God really did have a purpose for it. And it wasn't just something you made up in your head. God actually had plans for it and got to use it in incredible ways. I'll tell you another little small detail was, you know, how I was emailing you that I had a really, really rough day of just crying and um, just kind of not understanding everything that's happening with this transition of my brother deploying and things this summer. And I was just like, God, like, I don't understand this. I'm Mm -hmm. almost a little bit ticked off at you today. And again, I turned to chapter seven, which was the you have hope. And I just really felt like God just gave me a hug through the words that you wrote and walked me through that. I'm an Enneagram seven. And so like, I'll celebrate anything. (laughs) I was like, you have hope was chapter seven. I was like, thank you, Jesus. That's such a thing that probably only Uh I would notice. It just felt like, wow, like I'm going to be okay. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) There is a hope that's bigger than me. And sorry if I'm getting a little emotional right now, because it was just such, such a sweet thing to experience and to have. So thank you so much for that. God is just so cool. And like, he really is in the details. That's why another reason I love writing is because I can look back on journals where I've written about hard times that I was going through and just saw God's faithfulness. And he really is in the details. He cares about every little detail, whether it's 
reminding you that like he sees you, you may be an Enneagram seven, but like he's got you. And I know that my, my best friend's a seven. So I know that pain is not a fun thing for sevens. No, it's not. Or missed opportunities, which is funny because in that, on that thing, you actually address that. It says, um, let me find it real quick. You say in the, in the very first part that outlines the chapter, it just says, um, this chapter are for those who are feeling hopeless, discouraged, or disappointed. You may have been hurt by someone, missed out on an opportunity, or experienced <laughs> a loss. The list could go on. How appropriate for the Enneagram oh, 7. Funny. Come on. Well, it's just, I, I just love that because God is just so in the details of our lives. Like, no matter what it is, He cares about every single detail of our life. He meets us right where we are. And it's just cool, like, how personal He makes yeah. it. Like, even though there's so many different people who may be reading the book, they each probably all got something different and a different piece of it spoke to them. And that's why, you know, scripture is so cool and important because it is it is living word. You may read a scripture and it stands out to you and I may read a different scripture and it stands out to me, but it like speaks to both of us. And it's just, that's just the beautiful part about God and just how he talks to us and how much he cares for us. And uh, I love that. So this is going to become a regular thing where I am going to read a review that someone so generously gave the show. What you all don't know is that every time someone rates the show or even better, leaves a review, it actually creates more traffic. It's something with the algorithm of Apple Podcasts, which is kind of fun, honestly. But every time someone leaves a review, it actually creates more exposure for people to be able to listen. And you all know my heart. This show is not about me. It is the amazing guest who carry all the wisdom, all the knowledge, and are out there living their lives for Jesus. So the more people that we can get to listen to this, the more people who are going to be exposed to the truth and the Word of God and all of the amazing encouragement that He has for their lives. Reviews do matter. So let me share this. This one is from my sweet friend, Gwen, who I absolutely love. She says, it's my favorite podcast. Such a sweet podcast with such sweet guests. Coley always brings out the best stories and words out of people. Highly recommend this podcast. Coley is the best interviewer and there's so many good nuggets of wisdom being shared. If you're looking for a podcast to listen while you're doing laundry or driving to work or whatever else you might be doing, listen to this. Jesus is so evident in this podcast. Thank you so much, Gwen. I so appreciate it. I am undeserving of your words, but man, thank you. I have another funny story for you. So not only is this book just such a solid resource, but it literally physically is solid. So when I was visiting my family, I brought this along with me and I was doing my daily devotional. I had it on my parents' ottoman. Uh It was underneath uh, another book. So there was a book on top of it and I put my coffee cup full of coffee on top of it. I accidentally knocked it over and that coffee cup spilled over the entire book. And I kid you not, Courtney. I literally saw coffee all over the cover and was like, oh no, I'm going to have to buy another one. I shook it off. That thing is totally fine. I don't know what they did to this cover, but it is completely fine. Little coffee stains, but this thing is durable. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. It's got like kind of like a, I don't know. It's not glossy because it's almost like matte looking, but yeah, it's got like a texture to it. So it it does. I guess it could beat off uh, water or coffee or whatever. <laughs> I brought this for the trip. Coffee all over. But I was like, it is fine. Like it is written and it is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad that it didn't get ruined. <laughs> 
No, it was awesome. So what about the future? What do we have to look forward with projects, books? What is something that we can be excited for or even get involved with in your ministries? Like, how can we connect with you? Yeah, yeah. So a few things to look forward to. Planning to launch a podcast this fall, probably sometime in October. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'll have to have you on it once I figure out how to do everything. <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. so much. I'd be so excited. I'd be honored, honestly, Courtney. Seriously. I would love that. You've been so awesome to talk to. But yeah, so podcast coming this fall. The tentative name right now is the Trailblazer Journals podcast. <laughs> That's coming. And then several resources will be coming probably the next five to six months on the Trailblazer Journals with other Bible study resources, maybe like one page resources and stuff like that. More to come there. And you'll be seeing a lot more different writings and stuff like that, different articles and different resources popping up there. If people want to get involved, I try to do like every, maybe twice a year, I'll do guest writers. So if people want to get involved, they can email me at hello at thetrailblazerjournals.com if they're interested in being a guest writer. I'll take several folks at a time and schedule posts and everything, but it's just different articles, like whatever's on your heart to write about, whether it's something faith-based or something leadership-based, life-based, whatever it may be, just something that is on your heart to write about. I take guest writers and I'll most likely be opening that up in October as well for folks to apply to. If anybody's interested in that, you can always reach out that way if you haven't seen it posted yet. But those are just a handful of the things that are coming. Um, Like I was mentioning earlier Mm -hmm. with Little Creative Company, I'm working on some templates for that just to make it more user-friendly so that not everybody has to do an entire project with me where we work one-on-one, but maybe they just need a template for something. So there'll be some different resources coming um, in that space as well. And you can always connect with me. Uh, my Instagram is at courthopewilson.com and also at the trailblazerjournals.com. I'm more active on on my currently more active on courthopewilson.com, but you can reach out to me on on either one. We have a lot to look forward to this year and I'm really excited about it. Well done on all that you have done so far and I'm excited for the podcast. I'm excited for I know you you didn't say anything about another book, but I feel like another book is in you. And so <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for that. Sign me up. I will be the first one. Maybe I could well, you're going to be in Cincinnati. I was going to say, if you're going to be in Birmingham, I'd love to come have it signed personally by you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, actually, I do have family in Baldwin County. So anytime I'm down there, I'll definitely let you know. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. That's why I emailed you to see if you would be at Motion because I wanted to say, hey, because I was in your area. Seriously, Courtney, if you're ever in the area, please let me know. I would love to to get with you. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about how God is using you, how you're bravely stepping out and just using and stewarding the gifts that he's given you. It's so evident how you are so creative. This is just the beginning. Oh, well, thank you. And yes, definitely more books on my heart, just waiting on the right time to bring those books off the heaven shelves and down to the earth shelves. (laughs) That's right. I'm just waiting on God to open up the right doors. But thank you so much. That's honestly, that's so kind. I am excited about what all the future holds and just continue just to walk in obedience. So thank you. And 
And thank you so much for letting me come on the show and just share my heart. Oh my goodness. It is the biggest honor. You're welcome here anytime. So the podcast is called Still With You. And so I always close the show with this question. It's kind of a blank canvas question for you to share whatever's on your heart. Since the podcast is called Still With You, I want to know where is God still with you, Courtney? Lately, he's still with me with helping me in this transition period, helping this year has been a huge year of trust, release of control. My Enneagram type is type one. So letting go and letting God is a lot more difficult for me probably than most people. I love that though. Ones are such a gift. Oh, thank you. But yeah, so he's just been so sweet in the season of helping me to trust him fully and lean on him and listen for him and just learning his voice even more trusting him with every step of the way and knowing that no matter what happens, he's, he's got me and like he has plans and all I have to do is be obedient. So yeah, that's been really awesome in this season just to learn that it's been tough at times, but on the other side of it, it's just so sweet to, to learn and to know that God is who I can trust. Thank you so much for taking what you've learned and sharing it with us and teaching us because you're a great teacher. I, I think we you can safely add that to your titles, that you are such a good teacher of the scripture and stewarding it in such a responsible way and a way that's loving above all else. So thank you. And everyone, please go read It Is Written. It will absolutely change many of your days as it did mine. So please, guys, go check that out on Amazon, or you can go to her website, CourtneyHopeWilson.com. And Courtney, again, I mean it. I do not say it without hesitation. You are welcome on here anytime. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly been a joy and an honor. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love Courtney. I could have talked with her forever. And even after we stopped recording, I actually took a moment to pray over her because I feel like she is someone who has such a wide influence and is speaking to our generation in such an intentional way. And I feel like God is just going to honor her for her stewardship and for stepping out. If you are here in this moment, would you just say a prayer for all that she is doing? Please support all the work that she does. It truly does matter. Getting in the word matters. When we say the name of Jesus, everything changes. I don't know how many of you on the other side of this are believers or know Jesus or have questions. And just to let you know, I have questions still. I never have claimed to be a perfect person and I never will. And I think that it's good that we ask questions about our faith. God can handle them. So I just want to let you know that I genuinely mean it when I say that I'm here for you. And if there's any way that I can connect you with a church or a friend or somebody who is smarter and wiser and can help you, I would love to do that. Please know that you are always free to email me. You can find that on my website, coleybrowning.com, or feel free to direct message me through social media. That's at Coley Browning on Instagram, Twitter, anywhere that you can find me, I want to be available for you. And I truly mean that because Still With You is a space for genuine friendships to share the golden stories of what God is doing in our lives. Without that, there is no purpose to this podcast. It is all His, and we just are going to continue this year just to give it all back to Him, no matter what. And I want to thank you guys for listening. The only way that this podcast exists is through the support of the listeners and prayer. And I could not do this ministry without you guys. So thank you for showing up every single week, encouraging me and being an encouragement to others with the work that you do for Jesus. So continue to make those brave steps and pray those big prayers. Be blessed.
bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. Uh-